to Menopause Morph, your time to change. We're here to help you thrive through your menopause, bringing you experts in many fields to help you from perimenopause to menopause and beyond to become the strong, vibrant woman nature intended you to be. Hosted by Pauline McCarthy of the Pearls of Pauline. Pearls of wisdom, compassion, and joy. Hello, welcome to this week's Menopause Morph, your time to change. Today, we have the same lady we had on the last time. Her name is Josia Tamira Crossley. This is second part of her interview because she has got so much information to share with us. Josia is a body wisdom mentor and founder of ReviveRadiantHealth.com. She supports women all over the world to reclaim joy and vitality from the impacts of chronic stress. Josia is passionate about mentoring her clients to move through the deeper levels of healing and step into their most radiant health and phenomenal power. An honours graduate of the Edison Institute of Nutrition, and she also believes in supporting her clients' transformation with nutrition grounded in ancient tradition and modern science. Her other name is Mom to her gorgeous eight-year-old mum. Oh, no, our eight-year-old mom, our eight-year-old boy, <laughs> our eight-year-old boy. And she's also an avid gardener, yogi, meditator, and loves dancing, playing ultimate frisbee, swimming in the freezing cold Canadian Ocean, and listening to the birds in the morning. So welcome back, Josia. Oh, thanks so much, Pauline. It's great to be here with you again today. I would like to, if people are just joining us for the first time, I'd like to recommend that they go back and listen to the previous podcast where Josia is giving an introduction to her work, uh, some very interesting stories. So last week you shared with us your powerful story of overcoming your core wounds and stepping into your power and purpose as the body wisdom mentor. So I'm excited to hear you talk a bit more exactly how you did that and how you support your clients to do the same thing. Mm, thanks so much, Pauline. Yeah, it's great to great to be here with your audience again today and with you. And yeah, so, you know, one of the first things that I just want to say is that, you know, healing is a process and you know, it does it does take time. It takes time for for our, you know, when we're working on the level of the nervous system. It's very deep work and it and it it takes time for the nervous system to integrate change. And sometimes these changes can be really, can feel really subtle, but over time we start to really recognize the power of what's, of what's happening with this work and how, how deeply it really changes our lives and our ability to, to be present and connected to ourselves and in our relationships with, with others and with, with the world. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really been a process for me and. And having, you know, an under, a deeper understanding, some of this, this knowledge that I want to share with you today about the nervous system can really help to remove some of the shame that can, can happen around, you know, feeling a bit like you can't function as well as some people in your life, you know, especially, especially as we go through menopause and as those, those uh, kind of what can be intense symptoms start to hit. It's like, there can be, there can be a lot of shame around like, oh, why is this happening to me? Why, you know, why am I different from my neighbor or, you know, as a woman, why, why can't I keep functioning as well as my husband or the men around me, you know? And so it's, it's really helpful to have this kind of deeper understanding of what, what's actually happening in the nervous system. So I want to share with you today a little bit about how, how the nervous system develops develops and how we can you know how it how the nervous system gets wired as as when we're babies and how uh, and children and, and how we can rewire it as adults 
And so, so when we look at the nervous system, we've got, we can kind of divide it into two, two parts. We've got the sympathetic nervous system, which is what we think of as, you know, the fight or flight part of our nervous system, the part that gets us like really alert. And, you know, if we need to, if, if we need to, to run, if there's, you know, crisis hits and we need to run or fight back or whatever, this is part of the part of our nervous system that gets, that gets turned on. And we'll have we'll have high tone in a situation of of extreme stress. And so the this uh, sympathetic nervous system, what it does is it it takes the blood away from the digestion and puts all the blood in our extremities, right? And it's incredible what we can do when this part of our nervous system is activated, the fight or flight response, right? There's stories of like mothers lifting like. 4,000 pound vehicles off of babies and, and stuff like that, you know, and it's like, that's that, that adrenaline, that fight or flight response that can come through, can come, come through our system, right. In order to, to survive. So our, you know, our, ultimately our systems are, are naturally wired to, to keep us alive. Right. And then we've got this, this second section of our nervous system and called the parasympathetic nervous system. So sympathetic is the first, the first part that we talked about that fight or flight alert place and then the parasympathetic nervous system is more of a, a calming soothing lowering the the metabolic rate part of our nervous system and this is um this part of our nervous system works through what's called the vagus nerve and so this you know what i'm telling i'm sharing this information it's very very heady so you know don't worry if you're like not quite grasping all of it but i'm going to tie it back in a way that, that helps you to really receive receive the important part of what I'm sharing with you here. So the vagus, the vagus nerve has two divisions. Okay. And so the first division of the, the vagus nerve is what is, is unmyelin, it's unmyelinated, right? So it doesn't have that protective coating that the, that the other part of our nerve, of our vagus nerve has on it. And it's, it's, uh, it's back, it's, it's dorsal, you know, more in the back, the back coming out of the back of our brain. And this is the more, a more primitive part of our nervous system. And what that does is it, it basically is what allows us to, um, it's what allows our system to shut down when things are too intense. So for example, if a baby is left to cry, to cry it out, right? That part of the nervous system will, will kick in and, and eventually, and, and get the baby to stop crying and to, and their system will shut down and the, the metabolic rate will lower. And, um, and it's a protective mechanism for, you know, so that, because when our, if our system was to be in that sympathetic state, that like fight or flight state for too long and too strong, it's like, we would just burn out our adrenals. We'd burn out, we'd burn out our system, right? It would be like, like literally like our nervous system is, is on fire when we're there for too long and, um, and it burns out. And so this is the protective, it's like the, it's like the off switch, that uh, can come in when things are too intense. We see this uh, manifested really clearly in the, the like if you watch, an, uh, there's this great video actually on YouTube that you can look up, Cheetah Chasing Gazelle. I think if you put that into YouTube, you can find it. And what happens in that video is that the mama cheetah, she's hunting and she catches a gazelle and you see the gazelle fall and it hits the ground and its legs are literally like out straight like it looks dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, as an observer, you're pretty sure, okay, she's, she's killed that animal and uh, she's taken it down. And then what happens is the hyena, the mama hyena is like, Oh, easy. <laughs> you know, I would like a piece of that too. <laughs> and so she starts coming and harassing the cheetah and the cheetah's going, you know, 
trying to chase the hyena away. And what happens is the, che- the, the cheetah chases the hyena and she gets, when she gets like about 10 or 15 feet away from the gazelle, we suddenly see that gazelle was not actually dead. That gazelle was in freeze in, in vagal shutdown. Okay. And as, as soon as that cheetah gets far enough away, boom, that gazelle is up and gone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so, so this, this primitive part of the vagus nerve, what it does is it allows us, you know, in that situation that the gazelle was in, you know, if the cheetah had directly gone and started eating that gazelle, it was in a place where it was like not fully in its body anymore. There was a, an analgesic, like painkiller response coming, flowing, chemicals flowing through its system so that it wouldn't have felt the pain as intensively of being eaten. And um, so this is a protective mechanism. And it's also protective in the sense of the cheetah thought that it was dead, right? The cheetah was like, yeah, that animal's dead. It's, it's frozen. It's, it looks dead. So I'm going to go and chase the hyena and make sure that it doesn't come and get my kill. And so it actually fooled the cheetah. And so what ended up happening was it did protect it, protect the gazelle and it saved its life. It was able to get away and have that moment of opportunity. Nice. And so, so this is, you know, part, part of our, our system is designed to protect us, right? Our system is designed for survival. And some other really important things happen, you know, with having a bit of tone, a, a small amount of tone to that, that, that primal vagus nerve. As Would, well, I have are, a question. When you were talking about yeah, that, the yeah. gazelle and things, when people experience a big trauma and they go into shock and they're sort of like zombies, mm-hmm. that would be that like mm-hmm. a situational of that exactly. happening. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, so, you know, this having some tone to this part of our nervous system is important for, for gut healing, for digestion. And um, for renewal of the, you know, renewal of the tissue in our body, like in that, in that deep, that deep rest state, you know, these, these repair of the cells of our body actually happen. So it is, it is important actually to have a low tone, you know, when you're in shock, you're having, you have a high tone in that part of the, of the nervous system, right? So it's very, it's very turned on or turned off rather, but we want to, we want to kind of generally have a low tone of that, that in our system. And then we've got this, this what's called the afferent or sorry, the ventral, ventral vagus nerve. And that comes in front of the, the dorsal vagal, right? So it's just coming down slightly in front and it is a separate, a separate nerve that comes down and, uh, and it innervates the, the heart, the lungs and helps to, you know, just gently, slowly slow down heart rate. So this, this dorsal vagal system is like quick. It's like sloppy and quick. It's like, boom, you're shut down. The, the heart rate's like slowed down. All of a sudden the, the blood comes in from the, you know, the um, extremities, and it's a very fast, but kind of sloppy shutdown. Whereas this, this uh, ventral vagal nerve, it's a slow calming response. And it's, uh, it's engaged when we when we have social interaction with other with other people. It, so it engages the, um, the facial muscles, the muscles of the face, which are our social mm-hmm. engagement muscles, right, to be able to have facial expression. And so this part of our nervous system, it's really important that that's, that that's turned on as well and that that's um, developed. And so, so we've got this, you know, this kind of rest and digest, this slow, smart, vagal response that happens with social engagement. And then we've got this more primitive vagus response that like shuts everything down quickly. And then we've got the sympathetic, this fight or flight that allows us to be alert. And so just maybe asking yourself, I know you can't respond on the line right now, but uh, maybe I'll even just ask you, Pauline, which one would you guess out of those three is most active in babies, most developed in babies? Would it be the newborn baby? Fight or flight one? 
Yeah, they have a little bit of fight or flight, and uh, but the other the other piece that's actually strongest when we're first born is this this ability to shut down this vent, uh, the dorsal vagal, that primitive part of the nervous system. Okay, like just to go completely the, quiet, like yeah. vegetative, mm-hmm. almost in a sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that part of the and that's a protective mechanism, right? Because babies don't have a lot of ability to fight or fly flee right they can't really even move that much when they're first born right and so they're the only protective mechanism that they really have access to is that ability to just shut down and so this is what happens when when babies are left to cry is they they go into that shutdown state and so so for those of you who listened to to our interview last week and I was talking about you know my story of uh having this mom who who would, would be screaming at me and I would be, you know, getting shocked out of my body when she's screaming at me, but she wasn't there. And so the deeper part of that story is what happened to her was when she was born, her, my grandmother hemorrhaged. And, um, so she was, she was not able to care for my mom when she was first born. And my grandpa, my grandfather, he wouldn't let my great grandmother pick my mom up. He, he, he'd been told, you know, as that generation was told, you let them cry it out. Yeah. And so my mom was left to cry it out. And so she never learned. So what happens is this, this social engagement nervous system, this system that slowly shuts down our heart rate, that slowly slows our breath, that helps us to like relax in a really conscious, socially engaged way. We don't have that developed as babies. Like that nerve literally is not developed when we are babies. And we need to develop that and wire that through social engagement, through that bond and that connection with mother or it doesn't necessarily need to be mother but it has to be you know the that primary caregiver we need that social engagement that contact in order to actually develop actually wire our nervous system so that we can soothe ourselves then as adults so we need that wiring to be getting put in place we almost it's almost like we borrow that vagus nerve from our primary caregiver so whatever state their their vagus nerve is you know whatever ability they have to self self soothe is going to then get passed on to us. So if they don't have the ability to self-soothe, then where are we going to get that from, right? Or if they don't pick us up at all, you know, then where are we going to get that from? Well, we just don't. And so then we end up being adults who, are, who aren't able to soothe ourselves, who aren't able to work with, you know, stress coming at us. We don't know how to work with that in our systems, literally. And so, so you know, I was, I was fortunate in that, you know, even though my mom didn't have a strong vagus nerve for me to borrow in order to you know tune my nervous system to what she did have was the you know at, at, by the time she had me there was this new realization well not new really it's ancient you know the knowing that the mom does need to go and pick up the baby uh, relearned. But, she, relearned. but now uh-huh. but relearned uh-huh. you know it had to beca- it was becoming you know yeah breastfeeding is healthy and you know don't let them cry it out like pick them up and so she did hold me she did breastfeed me and so I had that but at the same time, she didn't have a really strong vagus nerve for me to wire my system off of. And so I, I have had to learn that as an adult, how to soothe myself and how to how to basically rewire my nervous system so that I can soothe myself and so that I can, you know, work with whatever level of stress is coming at me. And and that is totally possible. And, you know, you can have that, too. We can all do that. It's, it is possible to, to rewire our systems as adults. And so, yeah. So I, I talked about that a little bit uh, last week, you know, the steps to, 
to actually rewire our systems. And um, the first step that I talked about, we didn't get to go fully through them, but the first step that I talked about is the body wisdom resourcing. So starting to learn, you know, to, to hear our body and to really listen to to what's happening with our body. You know, is our body telling us it's hungry? Is our body telling us that it's, you know, we're holding tension in our shoulders? Is our body telling us that, you know, the pain is the pain in our neck because, you know, of something that we need to, we need to be aware of. And so there's, there's all this wisdom that our body is constantly offering us and it's really getting tuned to like allow that to be a resource for our healing. And then the second, the second key, the second step to rewiring the nervous system is, you know, it's like when something happens, it can be very easy to get caught up in, or even when we're experiencing physical pain, but if something happens, you know, that's stressful, we can, it can be very easy to get caught up in the emotion and the story of it, right? And just like spiral into, oh, well, he said this, and he should have done something different, or she said that, and, and she shouldn't have done that. And, and then, you know, the emotion that it causes us, and then we tell the story to ourselves again and again, and it's like, we just spiral ourselves into this, you know, intense emotion of either anger or sadness or you know whatever whatever it is and so with with when we begin to strengthen our inner witness what that means is we stop and we take a step back and we observe we observe the situation it's like oh look like that's happened and now i have all these feelings i have this anger this anger coming up in my body or i have this intense sadness and and then we get curious even well what is that sadness what's the sensation of sadness in my body and that inner witness can start to you know like ask those questions get really curious about what's actually happening because so much of the time the story that we're telling ourselves about what's happening in the present moment is not even actually fully what's actually happening in the present moment (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah and so when we can really when we can start to strengthen that inner witness then, you know, we begin to just see a little bit more fully what's what's actually happening and being able to relate from it, relate with what's happening and relate to the people around us from, it's a little bit of a place of, you know, I hesitate to use the word detachment because it's, but it is a place of, you know, it's like we're, in, we're less invested, we're less invested. And in the sense of, you know, when we're less invested, when we're less like dependent on what's happening or the other person for our survival, right? When we can take a step back and go, okay, you know, it's okay. It's safe. You know, no matter what's happening, it's safe and I'm going to survive. And, but like what's actually happening here, then we can actually, we can actually come into a place of deeper connection with, with the people around us and what's actually happening and with ourselves. So that's the second step is really strengthening that inner witness and beginning to rewire our nervous system that way. And then the third piece is, and I love the story that you, you told uh, last week, Pauline, about your meeting the, the chiropractor and then the healing that happened with your dad, because that is, what I, that is the process that I work with that I call somatic soul retrieval. And so what I see is that so, so somatic refers to the, the experience of the body from within right and what i see is that in our body we hold these these pieces these stories these um these wounds of things that have happened you know maybe a long time ago and so it's almost as though you know because i believe that the body is is where our soul resides in this you know uh, uh, when we're alive is that our soul lives in the body and but what happens is when there's these when we've experienced trauma that we're still that we're still holding on to it's almost as though there's like pieces of our soul that are still hanging out in the past so they're not, they're, we can't be fully in the present moment when there's these pieces of ourselves, 
you know, scattered throughout time, still living that experience of, you know, whatever's happened in the past. And so when we can, so once we've strengthened the inner witness and once we've uh, really, you know, developed our, our ability to connect to our body as a resource for wisdom, you know, once we've, once we've really strengthened those things, we can start to go back to these really, you know, these deeper core wounds and bring these pieces of our soul back into the present moment, you know, and through this process, we can just get more and more and more present in the moment and present in our bodies. And it's, it's pretty incredible actually, you know, how, what can happen when we become more fully into the present moment and how our life can change. Yeah. So, so is there one simple thing that people can do who are just beginning their journey of healing? Yeah, definitely. Did you talk about what steps you actually took yourself to do the healing, apart from going through the, you know, you met your mentors and things like that, but were were there actually mm-hmm. things that you could sit down and say, I did this and this and this? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, so so these are the steps, the, you know, Wait, the body wisdom steps. resourcing, uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. the strengthening the inner witness, and then the, the, the somatic soul retrieval, and that's that's the work that I've, I've done with my mentors. Mm-hmm. Okay in order to yeah in order to get to the place where i am now and that's what i offer my clients okay and the somatic soul retrieval is that the third step or the second step well so it's a non it's a non-linear process Uh really no i mean out of three out of three uh because my it's the third step yeah it's the it's the third step but it is a non-linear process so i Mm -hmm. see my job as you know when we go into session it's like you know where are you today and what needs to what needs to be strengthened what's going to feel safe and what's going to be the most effective and safe thing for us to work with today. And it's going to be different. You know, it's like, we're going to go back to the body wisdom resourcing and then we're going to, you know, it's like, it's going to be a cyclical thing because it is, you know, it is something, this isn't like, this isn't like some kind of like, you know, like boom, you're, you're healed all of a sudden one session kind of thing. It's like this, it takes, it takes time for the nervous system. The nervous system needs time to integrate the change because you're literally rewiring. It's like you're riding. It's like, you've got a, a field of grass and there's a bike path that goes along and it's really well worn. And that's the, that's the, you know, your habitual reaction or response to stress. Mm-hmm. And if you want to create a new way of being, you know, it's like you got to ride back and forth across that path, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth through that grass until the path gets created. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really like a re- that's, that's what it looks like to rewire the nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's practice. Okay. Yeah. So we were going back to, but I would love to, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to bring bring our audience through a short exercise that we can do to you know that you can do you can do this throughout throughout your day if you're sitting at your desk or you know even you can even do it driving in the car. Okay, that yeah, <laughs> you can be do wonderful. it. You know, that would be wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the first thing we want to do is just you know come start to notice the body. So whatever whatever that means to you, you know, you know maybe you want to notice your 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 sits bones, your bum. Notice your bum on your seat, or if you're laying down, or if you're standing. Notice your feet on the floor, right? And just notice that contact that your body's making with whatever it is that's underneath you that's supporting you. If it's a chair or you know a seat or or the floor, just noticing that contact. And just, you know, noticing if there's, there's anywhere in the body that you're holding up away from the floor that you don't need to be holding up. And I you know, can you that, let your shoulder? I noticed that you're doing some deep breathing. So should we be doing deep breathing as well? 
Yeah, I'm just, so what I'm doing is I'm just allowing my breath to come through. So as I connect with my body, my breath naturally kind of opens up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can, you know, as you get into connection with your body, you can notice that the body has breath. So we're not, we're not trying to change anything here. What we're doing is just coming into really noticing what is happening in the body, right? So this is the, this is the body resourcing and, and strengthening the inner witness at the same time. We're just, we're noticing what is. And so noticing the breath and just, you know, without, without trying to change the breath, just noticing what your, where your natural breath is in this moment. And you want to keep your eyes open. So if you've closed your eyes, just gently opening your eyes and just noticing what's right in front of you, you know, connecting to the external world. So it could be, you know, if you're driving, it could be the car that's in front of you. If you're sitting in your office, it could be the computer or it could be the water cooler that's across the room and just noticing as you notice what's in front of you noticing the breath can you also stay aware of your breath can you also stay aware of your your seat where you're sitting your contact with the with the chair with the floor with your feet on the floor and Noticing the breath again. Noticing what's in front of you. Allowing your eyes to receive whatever is in front of you. And just allowing everything to be just as it is. Without trying to change anything. And just notice if you're holding any tension in the body that you could let go of now. Without, without trying, you know, without pushing it to let go, but just see if there's anything. Can you drop your shoulders? Can you, can you allow your breath to flow in a little bit more fully? And so, you know, so this is the process of, this is what I call orienting. And we're orient, so we're orienting to our body, right? And we're also orienting to the external world. We're noticing that it's safe. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, you don't have, you probably don't have anything flying at you. If you're, if you're sitting, you know, maybe if you're out in the park, you have a bird flying towards you, but, but you know, it's like just acknowledging that it's safe because so much of the time it's like when we're caught in, uh, when we're holding on to past trauma in the body or, you know, holding on to even like what happened yesterday, we may not be aware that we're holding on to it. And it's like, we're our system, there's some level of our system where we're going, it's not safe. And so just to come into the body and go, yeah, it's actually safe right now. And I can feel my body and I can see what's, what's around me in the room. And so this orienting process, it's like we begin to rewire the nervous system to go, okay, I can, I can come down, I can come down, I can relax, it's safe. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it seems very subtle, but it's a very powerful process to, you know, if you practice this five times a day, the amount that your inner witness and your body, body wisdom resourcing can strengthen here, just, just doing this one simple practice is really, really big. So yeah, so you know if uh, if you feel a connection with what I've been sharing with you today, and you want to stay in touch with me, I'd just love to love to give uh, that opportunity again. That you know if you know if you're ready, because you know when we when we heal on the level of the body, the transformation is real, 
and the ripples that go out into our lives are infinite and it affects it's going to affect our children it's going to affect our partners our our family our community and everyone we touch you know and it's really we don't know how far those ripples are actually going out and so when we can really start to change from on the level of the body to shift on the level of the body and to give ourselves that gift of healing i believe that it really we can really change the world especially as women and so if you're ready to have the tools and support that really work to address these core wounds that may have been holding you back for years, right, from getting the fullest out of your life and your relationships, and if you want to get connected to what it's like to trust that wisdom of your body and be able to follow its inner guidance system in every aspect of your life, and uh, if you want to have the support to do that in a way that's effective and safe, I can do this with you. And, yeah. um, and so I'm what sure, that would look like is... I'm sure a lot of women that are... They've had this stress building up in their life, but they've kept it in. But now that they're going through their perimenopause and menopause, it's manifesting as symptoms and they're just putting it down exactly. to, oh, it's just menopause, but actually it's maybe much yeah. deeper rooted reasons. Exactly. And if they can overcome exactly. that, then they would have a much easier time through their menopause. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing is it's become normalized that, like, you have hot flashes and you have, like, all these intense symptoms. It's become that that's just like normalized, right? It's like like having to give birth and having a C-section to give birth has become normalized, right? Having cramps with your period has become normalized. And these these things, you know, it's not that they're wrong and it's you know, but they're it's actually not our it's actually not like our our optimal state of health and it's not we don't have to be living with these things. You know, we can change them. You know, and I I this is the work, you know, these are the tools that I, that I work with in order to, to, to really shift on that deep level. And, you know, like, like, as you shared earlier, Pauline, I'm also a holistic nutritionist. And what I found was when I was only working with clients on the level of, you know, cause I had some clients who would just be coming to see me for the nutrition stuff. What I found was that it's like very, for one thing, it was very hard to implement changes in terms of how they ate, how they, how they lived their lives without, and how they nourished themselves, right? That level of self-care without doing this deeper work and that having that, you know, that, that nutrition up under you, supporting you while you're doing this deeper work is really powerful. And at the same time, you know, without the deeper work, it can be, it can be challenging to actually make the, the, you know, the shifts and have the healing happen and the transformation happen that, that we, that we really want. And so, Mm -hmm. so being able to, you know, really listen to the, the, the symptoms as a messenger and as, you know, a call to that deeper healing. And so, so if you're feeling that call, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be the one to support you out there to make those shifts. And, and so what that would look like is sitting down with me a couple times each month and working with the three steps that I shared with you, the body wisdom resourcing, strengthening the inner witness and the somatic soul retrieval work and just you know really tuning into what's needed each each session and get fully present with you know where you're at and checking out what feels safe for you with each session and just you know holding you right where you are and right at the level that you're ready to ready to heal and then working with me also looks like uh having email coaching unlimited email coaching so for integration between the sessions and also just nutrition questions, that kind of thing. And also looks like you having practices and tools that you're, you'd be working with in between, in between sessions on your own. And as Pauline said earlier, I'm also a, whole, a registered holistic nutritionist and I believe in supporting that deeper healing with nutrition. And because, you know, self-care is such a big part of it. And as we heal on the deeper levels, we learn to find that self-worth to just start taking better care of ourselves Mm-hmm. So we, but we still need the knowledge and tools to do that. So we can get our own bodies actually working with us, right? Instead of against us on this, on this journey. And so, 
yeah, so if that feels That's like something that, that might be interesting you know, that you feel called to do, I want to invite you to sign up for a free 30-minute Reclaim Your Birthright session with me. So that's 30 minutes. We sit down totally free. And just what we do is we get really clear about what you need to create in your life, not just in terms of, of what you want to do or what you want to have like manifest in your life, but really in how you want to feel and, um, and in terms of who you need to be in order to feel that way. And we, we really create, you know, get, get clear on your vision and having a vision of where we want to go. You need that vision in order to make the journey because the vision provides that map. You know, we need to know where we're going um, in order to take the steps. And they would contact with you at www.meetme.so forward slash radiant health vision. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and you're going to put that link beside the podcast as well. And we'll put that with the podcast notes. So that's great. And that'll also be an opportunity to find out if it would be a good fit for us to work together more. But if it's not a fit, it's totally okay. I love doing these sessions and just connecting with people. And so there's no no obligation at all. And we'll, we'll part as friends, if even if we don't decide to work together. So I'm excited to hear from all of you. And okay, thanks so okay. much, Pauline. Well, thank you for having <laughs> us. It was something that I hadn't really thought about, about how our menopausal symptoms could be exacerbated because of traumas in our life that we hadn't dealt with. Mm, something I'm going to have mm. to think about myself because my biggest mm-hmm. mem- memory, my biggest menopausal problem is memory loss. So I have to think. Mm-hmm. 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 Maybe there's something that uh, that I want to forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally possible, totally possible. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear from you what you uncover, what you uncover there, and I'd love to just leave us with a a quote from Einstein to to finish off. Okay. So. When Einstein was asked by a reporter once what he thought the next great breakthrough would be in science, he answered, to prove that the universe is friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being here, Josia. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks so much, Pauline. Thank you. And as usual, we have to remind our listeners that we are not giving out medical advice. If you want medical advice, please go to your medical practitioner. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Menopause Morph, your time to change. If you've enjoyed the program, be sure to subscribe to the next one and please leave a rating and review on iTunes to help us spread the message about thriving through the menopause. To get a free ebook, more menopausal resources, and to connect with Pauline, please visit www.menopausemorph.com. Thank you.